This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Wonderful day. And all that good stuff. Well, well, well. Today we've got some table talk. And we're going to do that as soon as I play this voicemail from Kevin at the Red Caps podcast. He wanted to talk about the show I did recently about PCs under the weather or sick or something like that. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey, Glenn. It's Kevin calling from the uh, Red Caps podcast. I was just listening to your I've Been Sick episode, and I was thinking that that same principle could be flipped towards the monsters as well. Uh, give the DM the ability to throw a monster that's maybe way, way too high of level for these characters and give them that heroic moment by having that monster be previously battle-wounded. Uh, maybe he was just coming from a fight against other adventurers or from a uh, natural, you know, predator of, of the, of his own. Um, or, you know, maybe the monster was sick or something along those lines. I think uh, it gives a, the DM the opportunity to put a, a nerfed version of the big bad in front of them uh, without a feeling like it's cheating. Anyhow, really enjoyed the episode. Keep up the great work. Talk to you again soon. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Well, it's funny because um, that's what originally got me thinking about what I was talking about because I've I've heard about you know monsters not being up to snuff or something like that maybe injured or sick or something like that and then I decided well let's well let's flip it around what if the PCs are sick and such and that's how I got that idea but you you're right and in fact that's an excellent way for uh, characters uh, player characters to kind of get a taste of what's out there and what's dangerous. If you have them fight, say, a young red dragon or even an adolescent dread, you know, a, pube- a, a pubescent red dragon that's under the weather or they hurt themselves or something like that, where they're not up to 100%, they can kind of gauge what's out there. And... It's even even a red dragon that's like debilitated, something like that, is still a red dragon and is still dangerous, but it's not going to kill the whole party outright. So 
Yeah, that that's a good that's a good thing. I like to do that for little taster things where people are where characters first level characters are going, we can't handle that. And I said, well, just try. Okay? Just try. And then they find out they can handle it. But I will take pains to remind them now this critter is not the full critter. There's something wrong with him. Maybe he's missing an arm or an eye. Maybe he's got a headache. Maybe he's got sinus problems. Maybe he's got diarrhea, whatever. But, you know, he's he's not 100%. So this gives you kind of an idea of what's out there. And you guys better be ready. So anyway, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for that. Thank you for that voicemail. Okay. I was thinking about tables again, and I was looking through Survive This Fantasy and random encounter tables. I love them. I absolutely love them. And there's one really good article, and it's not very long either. If you go back to 1E AD&D and get yourself a copy of the Monster Manual 2, in the back, it has one, a revised monster random encounter tables from the main book. It also has Dungeon Monsters by level and frequency at that level, if you like that kind of stuff, and a few other things. But it's got this half a page after the the revised random encounter table, which includes the first, the original Monster Manual and the Monster Manual 2. What you find is a, little, is a half page in creating your own random encounter tables. Now, I don't do that very often because I usually go, okay, I'm in this area, I'm going to use this chart, depending on whatever the system is. Usually, every system I've used including stuff like uh, Labyrinth Lord, Swords of Wizardry, Old School Essentials, things like that. They all have random encounter tables. And so I tend to use those, but there's nothing wrong. I could make my own random encounter tables for my area or my my area, because especially if I'm, if I want to be kind of, kind of particular you know, choosing monsters that I want in my world, not in my world, which every game master should do if they have their own campaign world, decide what monsters are there, what isn't, and what monsters need to be changed to fit into there. But I digress. But like I said, there's like a half a page here creating your own random encounter tables. And I'm looking at, um, it's based on, it's based on an eight-sided die and a 12-sided die. And what you do, it says here, gives you a range from 2 to 20 with a large flat spot of equal probability in 9 to 13 range. So what you do is you roll a D8 and a D12 and add them together, and that's how you get the range. And it even has got a template there showing you what the die rolls are are, are mean. And it starts like die roll two and three, very rare, four, very rare or rare, five and six rare, seven or eight uncommon. Then from nine to 13, it's common. And then it goes back to 14, 15, uncommon, 16, 17, rare, 18, very rare or rare, and 19 and 20, very rare. So it gives you an idea of 
and you can customize this to way you know the way you want to do it. If you want some monsters to show up more than others, and you stick in the nine to thirteen range, this creates basically a bell curve because one e add were Gary loved bell curves for some reason, but I guess it works, and it gives you an example for an elven forest and a spider woods. So in, like, say, the Elven Forest, two and three, you're going to get a fairy dragon and an elfin cat. Very rare. Number four, you're going to get a brownie. Number five, you get a Grug- five and six, you get a Grugarch elf and a Koshi. And then seven and eight is a leprechaun or a wood elf. And then nine to, tw- nine to 13, you've got, what is it, black bear, falcons, or stag, stag, raven, normal raven, Wild boar. Okay, that makes sense. Uncommon, 14 and 15, owl and knolls. And 16, which is, and 17, which is rare, gray elf or a bark burr. 18, very rare, rare, a dryad. 19 and 20, knolls with flins or fox women or groaning spirit, which is at night. Now, when it says uncommon, common, and which is uncommon and common. Like, like uncommon, it's got an asterisk. Alternately, choice of two very rare creatures. Common, it says, alternately a choice of two rare creatures. So you can double up on those. But it makes it very easy to make your own chart. And I could do this. And, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. You know, it's so simple, I could do it. But I would check that out. There's other articles out there, I'm sure, on the internet or in other books about making random encounter tables. But I like that one because that one is like short, succinct, to the point, and it's very, very easy to, f- to follow. So check out the Monster Manual 2 by Gary. And it's, it's just got it, aside from some nice new monsters, it's got a wealth of information in there about random encounter, especially especially the revised random encounter tables, which I'm going to appropriate and put in my OneNote. <laughs> anyway, I got to go start my day. So take for that what you will. And if you want to talk to me about it, oldmangrognarngmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen, and Michael. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to listen to Dan Craig, Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.